1: Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: This is a CBC Podcast. You're listening to Wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein on CBC Radio 1. Today's episode, Look Ma, I'm Trending, in which foodies eat their hearts out, yogis sweat their hearts out, and moms just try to keep up. Is
2: it just me, or is everyone on some kind of bandwagon these days? In my day, a bandwagon was a wagon that carried a band on it, a band that rolled from town to town singing songs about women named Cheryl, and occasionally Maureen. But nowadays, there are so many bandwagons I can hardly keep track. Ironic mustache bandwagons, vampire craze bandwagons, the naming your kid, Nevi because that spells heaven-backwards bandwagons. But lest you get caught under the wheels of such bandwagons, why not try new daring things before everyone else does to stay ahead of the curve? Sure, you might look like an idiot trying to get everyone to put salt in their coffee or drink their beer with a straw, but you could also get lucky and tap into something big. Imagine how delighted the first person to bite into a truffle was. Or the first person to lick a ball of bacon ice cream. Or for that matter, the first person to drink a nice tall glass of condiment. Howard?
4: Damn it, stuck in the door.
3: What? what? Sure.
2: open. Well, what, are you, what are you doing
4: here? Just in the neighborhood, and I pass by, come say hello to my good friend.
2: You just happen to be wandering around in a dress shirt and bow tie with a... What is that, a dessert cart?
4: This is a sommelier cart. A sommelier cart. I've become a sommelier. You're a sommelier. I'm a sommelier now. Howard, if you've been making wine again, it's not, I... It's not homemade wine. I'm a ketchup sommelier. A ketchup sommelier. The amount of taste and, and distinction mm-hmm. that helps people choose the finest brand of ketchup for their meal. Uh-huh. My whole life, I've, I've always had such a passion for ketchup. Have you? There are so many fine restaurants that are hip to the artisanal condiment craze. Mhm. Now you'll f- walk into a place and it'll be uh unusual to see a braised pumpkin relish mm-hmm. or wild dill relish for that amount. It's only recently that, you know, North Americans are finally starting to catch up. Catch up, huh? Yeah.
2: That's cute. That's a cute little What is that? One of your sommelier jokes? What's I don't know what you're North talking America's about. North America's starting to catch up. Yes, to to the importance of condiments. Howard, you just made a little pun is what I'm saying. You said a North North America you're you're a ketchup sommelier. Yes, I am. Okay, forget it. Where does this take place exactly?
4: Right now I'm freelancing. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I get called in for functions. I do some finer restaurants do you? So city. you just wander the streets with your, your little cart? Let's say a gentleman at some restaurant or some finer eatery will order some kind of French fried potato. Mm-hmm. And the French fried potato will arrive as a curly curlicue rather than the regular straightforward French fried potato. Mm-hmm. I can familiarize... A situation by coming in and presenting the different types of ketchups that Can are. I just, just? I
2: mean, what what would be wrong with this Heinz ketchup for no matter what kind curly of curly cues? Yeah, why? Okay, let me
4: win you over. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna try some of these things here. Just have a little nibble, okay? And maybe this you'll be able to promote this on your show. Maybe you'll be able to spread the word oh, a little uh-huh, bit for me. Okay, right. let's just try. Here we go. Okay, now wait. Uh, what do you? What is that you're pulling off your cart? Atmosphere is very important for the sommelier.
2: You've brought along your own little. Mm-hmm. Cassette player. Here we go. Let the music take
4: you over. Oh,
2: very classy. Why are you unbuttoning your
4: shirt? I don't want to get my my shirt dirty because ketchup please has. Please keep your shirt on. Traditionally, a ketchup sommelier works shirtless. Where do you get this stuff from? I went to catch up Sommelier School. No,
2: you did not. There is yes, no I, such thing. there a, is, this, is such a I'm thing. I'm right in
4: front of the computer. No, it won't be on I the computer. I can Google it. It's no, not going to make a difference. No, they, they keep a very low profile. All right. Can
2: we just get this over with already?
4: I can't force you, but I really strongly suggest that you allow me to massage your, your palate and tongue. You're
2: going to stick your hands in my mouth?
4: Yes. Absolutely If not. I can just for two minutes massage your tongue with my fingers, Please. it, so it stimulates the papilla. Keep your hands to yourself. Okay, now here we have, Take this, I'll take this tarp off the top here. And as you can see, we have, have a fine you, got selection. have like 40 different kinds. Absolutely. Can I just, isn't all ketchup the same? Ketchups are wildly varied. They come in so many different assortments. Here, as, if I can show you, for example, here we go. This is a Hunts uh, 84, mm-hmm. as you can see. It has a wonderful bouquet. Musky, while at the same time fruity. What do you smell there?
2: Yeah, I, It smells like ketchup.
4: Smell it again. Put your nose right in Get there. off
2: the back of my head. Just
4: smell. All right. No, wave it in with your hand. Okay. Wave it in with your I hand. I Now, as you can see, it, it's a very thickened body. It, it's retained a beautiful deep, deep red tone, mm. as you can see. Mm-hmm. This traditionally would go, say, with an aged steak, a fine New York cut, or a sirloin. You've brought along some steak? No. You're going to taste the ketchup just straight. So, little wine goblets. I'm going to pour a little for each of us. I am
2: not going to drink ketchup You are, and, I, and this one is so
4: delicious, I'm going to have some too. This is deliciously aged. This won't take long. Okay, all right. Hang on, it's not coming out Howard, yet. I, how,
2: how much do I need to, to, to actually taste?
4: I just want I want you to have some. Howard,
2: it's overflowing my wine
4: glass. Here we go. I like to make a little toast first of all. So to your health. Oh, boy. Okay, now you don't want to knock this back. Right. So just put it to your lips and take a little... Just a little, little taster. Mmm, mm, you taste? It tastes like ketchup, Howard. See, for me, I'm getting uh, oak, and you can almost taste the sweet tomatoes just ripening in the sun off Tuscany. Okay, all right, H- Howard. Now imagine this. Close your eyes. I'm trying to imagine this with a uh, corn dog, or maybe something even as subtle and refined as chicken fried steak. Can we move on, please? Okay. So here is a 99 Heinz. Through careful aging and storage, it moves more in the direction of a tamarind sauce. Let me just squeeze some into your glass. I'll take a fresh goblet here.
2: That's that's plenty, Howard.
4: Scientists have discovered that the sound of ketchup leaving a bottle like this actually stimulates a part of the brain for the appreciation of ketchup.
2: That may very well be the stupidest thing I've ever heard you say. Have a little taste of this. I'm really... Just do it.
4: Mm. Okay, can we move... Howard,
2: can we move on, please?
4: Okay, now I'd like to present with you the piece de resistance. This looks brown. Ketchup is not necessarily always red. It can be a fine burgundy. It can be a rosé. It can be a, a a chartreuse. Well, it's
2: not supposed to be brown.
4: If I was in Japan right now, mm-hmm. I can sell one teaspoon of this ketchup for forty thousand dollars. Really? One teaspoon. I
2: guess I'd be able to just look that up on the internet right now. No,
4: you can't look that up on the internet. Teaspoon? No, nothing. All kind of find. I don't. There's some keywords you'd have to type in. Okay. A nice, little, gentle taste. Here we go. <coughs> mm. oh, That's the strongest oh, oh, of all. Oh, oh. What is Oh, that's I have pretty like strong.
2: Hair. There's, there's like fur on my
4: tongue. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I taste that too. Yeah, maybe it got off a bit.
2: Howard, where did you get this from?
4: Okay, you know I've been collecting ketchup packs since I was a child from all the takeout. That's the what
2: this is. What did you like spend hours individually tearing open packets and squeezing them into Initially
4: uh... I did. I got very tired. It was hard on my fingers, so I just threw them all in my bathtub. I me and the dogs just jumped in, and we just stomped until that ketchup came out. And then I scraped it out with a, with a trowel, like old Italian men do with grapes when they make wine all traditionally. You're
2: telling me I'm eating dog ketchup?
4: Well, you're eating really aged, valuable ketchup. It's not only lasted all this time, but it still has a wonderful body to it. How and it doesn't taste right. All the nutrients right. are there. Uh, it's good for the prostate.
2: A couple of weeks ago, I was reading an article by a writer who, for the life of her, could not understand how young people these days could stand this new young rapper named Crayshon. Over and over, this writer watched her YouTube videos, but try as hard as she might, she could not bring herself to actually like Crayshon. Eventually, she just figured she was too old to get it, and so she decided she'd just pretend to like Krayshan. It should here be noted that the writer of the article was 28, which made me realize that not only am I too old to get new trends, but I'm too old to even write an article about why I'm too old to get new trends, because I'm too too old for anyone to care about my feelings about being too old and not getting new trends. I call up my 13-year-old goddaughter, Helen, to get a sense of what the latest fads in junior high are these days. And she tells me about something called smenzels. Evidently, smenzels are pencils that smell like things. Oh, when I was young, we had smelly stickers, I say, excited to be bridging this cultural generational divide. That's kind of the same thing. Roses, bubblegum, root beer. Why, there were even Thanksgiving-themed smelly stickers, though I can't imagine why anyone would want to smell a pioneer. Can't imagine they'd smell very good. Helen tells me that scented pencils are absolutely nothing like scented stickers and that if I think they are even remotely similar, then I just don't get it. Perhaps trends are always a young person's game. A way for each generation to define itself in opposition to the last. A kind of gatekeeper. A way of making sure no one whose street cred has long expired
0: Lucy's 16, and Elliot is 14. Did you know that? Wow, that were 16. That yeah, I know.
2: Time, time flies.
0: You know, last Tuesday they were 4 and 6 years old, and now they are full-fledged teenagers. They are moody. They're embarrassed by me. Oh. They wear earphones at the dinner tables. So there's not a lot of communicating that goes on in my home. Like, I'll bake them. Uh, they used to love these peanut butter squares that I used to make them is like their favorite thing. We mm. loved it. And now when I bake them, they'll be like, oh, mom, that's so ill. And I have no idea what that means. Is it good? Is it bad? And literally that's the only thing they'll say to me all day. And it's really upsetting because when, when my kids were little, we were so close. We were such a close family. They told me everything. I just never imagined in a million years that this would be my life.
2: Yeah, that's a tough one.
0: I feel like I'm losing them. I'm losing them, and I see it happening, and I, 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 I don't know what to do. And I've, I've, I've actually started doing ridiculous things to, to win them back. Like what? It's so embarrassing. But I actually have started wearing skinny jeans so that, but they would think I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I, I do not look good in them.
2: Mm-hmm. And and uh, how has that gone
3: over?
0: They were really embarrassed. They were really embarrassed. I, I wore them out. Uh, Lucy had a sushi dinner for her birthday
3: uh-huh.
0: with some of her friends, and I walked in, and she just was she <laughs> she she spit out the food. She was like eating. She's eating. So she spit out. She literally. Food in her mouth. She
2: did a spit take.
0: Yeah, so I did that, and then this I, <clears throat> I put a, a yellow, stripe in my hair. It's not blonde. It's actually like a neon yellow. My kids didn't even notice.
2: They didn't notice that no. you would put a stripe in your hair.
0: Well, I I'm, I hate to even say this, but um, Adam didn't even notice.
2: Your husband. Had, yeah. Oh.
0: It was so pathetic. Anyway, I really wanted to figure out something that I could do that would really get them to think I was—I dare—I don't want to say cool, but that I was sort of not so uncool. So then I came up with this. Then and then I. Was thinking about um, planking. Have you ever heard about planking? Yes, like an epic plank.
2: Epic, huh? Yeah. Plank planking is when you pretend you're a plank of wood or something. What what is it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Someone told me about planking, and I looked it up on the internet. Basically, you go into bizarre locations and you lay flat. Completely flat like a wooden plank
2: Right, right, right Like, like and, flat on your face And then
0: someone takes your picture And you put it on Twitter or Facebook or whatever And it's this huge fad And everybody's doing it and Right,
2: right, right like, And people are always trying to up the ante And do these poses In exactly. the most absurd places yeah. that they could think of yeah. yeah,
0: like I saw a picture of um, some guy Who planked on the top of a McDonald's M
2: Wow yeah. That seems dangerous.
0: I, cu- I couldn't believe it. It just seems so stupid to me, right? But I just thought, you know, I, I, ha- I, I, had to, I had to do something. So I just thought it would be funny to take a picture of me doing an epic plank. And so that I was going to post it on Facebook. Um, but about a year ago, I sent my kids a friend request, requesting to be friends with my own children. <laughs> it's not funny. They have not responded. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's they're video. getting.
2: A, they're probably getting around to it.
0: No, they're on the computer every every three to five minutes. <laughs> no, they they, they know.
2: <laughs> right.
0: So I decided that I would um, open a Gmail account under mm-hmm. an anonymous name, and then I was going to email it to my kids.
2: <laughs> Wait a second. So you thought that you had a greater chance of reaching your children through an anonymous. Email account than you would through actually showing them a Polaroid. I just
0: thought it would be like I'm I'm trending right, so like this picture is I, a trend, I, I and then it would get randomly sent to my kids, <laughs> and then they'd be like, "Hey mom, I saw this picture of you. It's awesome or it's epic." Or so I decided to go to the zoo to plank on top of some hippopotamuses at the at the zoo.
2: <laughs> Wait, literally. On literally, a, it, that, that, that isn't another kind of uh, jargon that you're using when you say hippopotamus is at the no, zoo. No, no, i talking mean. about
0: literally getting on top of a hippo.
2: Wow. So
0: um, so I brought my friend Nancy, who's my neighbor, I brought her with me <laughs> so she could photograph me. Uh-huh. We went on a Monday morning. I knew they wouldn't be so busy. And mm-hmm. um, there's hardly anybody there. And she um, was the lookout. And um, we found the hippos, which are, it's, it's the fence is, Pretty low, but then there's a a trench, and I um, very discreetly um, jumped over the fence. I can't believe this. I had to go down to the trench, climb up on my hands and knees into the hippo area, and the hippos were uh, all asleep.
2: Weren't you scared? Does this sound dangerous?
0: Here's the thing about hippopotamuses, and most, this is true of pretty much all animals in zoos, they're all highly depressed. They really don't give a that you're there
3: uh-huh.
0: and I quickly shimmied up the side of one of these hippos, which is disgusting because they are slimy, you know they're in and out of this wretched, filthy water that they swim in or whatever so i I climbed up this one hippo and i I posed completely flat with my head down and um so Nancy took a picture. Yeah. And I slid off the hippo, and then I had to go down back into the trench. Yeah. And when I jumped into the trench, I sprained my ankle. I thought I broke my foot actually.
3: Oh. So God. I had,
0: I have, I'm ly- lying in the trench. Nancy had to get the security guards at the at the zoo. So that so Nancy told the security guard that I was taking a picture and I was leaning over the fence,
2: uh-huh.
0: and that I just fell over.
2: That must happen.
0: Yeah, I think it actually does happen because they didn't press charges. Well, that's lucky. So, we got in a cab and I went to my doctor and I had x-rays and everything and it wasn't I didn't break my foot, but I but I sprained it pretty bad. And I came I came home, I put my ankle up on like seven pillows and I was lying on the couch and feeling really pathetic and the kids came home from school and they saw me laying on the couch. They were like, "Whoa, what happened to you?" And I, I just said, I, I was like, "I know, you know you probably think I sprained my ankle, uh, grocery shopping or doing something really lame. but do you know, I'm sure you do, about epic planking?" And they sort of like did like a double take, like, what?" And I was like, "Well, um, it just turns out that your mom is a planker. I was on the hippo, and this is how I hurt my ankle. And they were like, come on, please. And then I showed them the pictures, and they both burst out laughing at me. I mean, they're just hysterical with laughter, just belly laughs, which actually made me start laughing. And honestly, I can't even remember the last time we all had a laugh together um and after a good long time my son said oh mom planking is so 2010 and then they did sit on the couch with me for a while they didn't talk to me they had their headphones on but um (laughs) they did sit with me
2: (laughs) well that's i mean that's something
0: It was actually really lovely, when I think about
2: it. Perhaps there's nothing more human than a fad. After all, they're as fleeting and impermanent as we ourselves are, both of us, here one minute and then dumped onto the trash heap of history the next. But when they take hold of a culture and become full-fledged lifestyles, fads feel inevitable. And try as you might, it becomes impossible to avoid them. Yes. Uh, Well, I'm I'm thinking that maybe... (laughs)
1: Good morning, Johnny! Put that phone down. Uh,
2: um, Nancy? Get off the phone, Jack. Hey, ho- ho- hold the line for a moment. I'm Johnny, sorry. get off the phone. Gregor, I'm in the middle of an important conference call right get now. Get off the phone. Get off the phone. Seriously, you're going to have to come. No, Nancy. Hey, no, no, no. It's totally, get it's, off the phone. G- He'll call you back.
1: Johnny, put on your unitard. We're going to yoga class.
2: Are you insane? You just hung up on the deputy chief of programming for English language radio in all of Quebec. The deputy chief. I have to call her back immediately, Johnny. Forget about that phone call. You know why you're still stuck
1: in the same smelly recording booth every day of your life? Why? You don't stand up for yourself enough. You got to hang up on at least six people a day. Take no guff from anybody and be a good boy and put on your unitard right now because we're going to be
2: late for yoga class. And if you I don't I am get... not, l- Gregor. I am not leaving the studio. I have a lot of work to get done. That's the beauty part, Johnny. The yoga class is coming to you. What are you
1: talking about? I just got certified, my friend. Here I am to rock you like a yoga hurricane. I'm going to put you on the floor. I'm going to straighten out your chakras. I'm going to send your kundalini scurrying for help. By the time you're done, you're going to be so sore tomorrow, you're going to need to have a valet or a butler help you eat your breakfast Greg, because let's... your arms are going to feel like they've been torn out of your sockets and your back is going to be broken in about 16 places. You're going to feel so good. That doesn't sound you're good feel at all. So good. That sounds too... you're...
2: Greg, you don't mess around with this stuff. This is
1: like dangerous stuff. You need to know what you're doing. You know what's dangerous? Your stress level. Look at you hunched over. You're like a thermometer ready to pop out the top. I give you maybe tops 15 more minutes to live. Well, 15, right? That, that's like a conservative uh, guesstimate. When I spoke to this morning, you sounded terribly stressed out. You called saying you were going to borrow my bathtub, whatever that means. Now, come on. Don't be bashful. Drop your drawers. Put on your unitard. I am not getting into that thing. That thing's ridiculous. Fine. You know what? Don't put on the unitard. We'll just do it in your underwear.
2: I'm, Gregor, get off my pants. Okay,
1: fine. You want to do it dressed as you are? You're never going to be able to do the stretches properly, but fine. I brought mats for both of us. You get the pink one.
2: Why do I get the pink one? Take
1: off your horrifying shoes. Now roll out your mat. Okay. Make sure it's all smooth and you have room to move. What is with everyone carrying around cassette recorders? Stand at the edge of the mat. Mm -hmm. Feet shoulder-width apart. Mm -hmm. First step, breathe. Drop your hands by your sides. Relax your shoulders. Relax your stomach. Relax. I'm trying to. Come on, uncoil. You look like a turtle who's been attacked. Just relax. You know, I've been to yoga classes before. This is not the way the teachers talk. Just trust the system. It's the only way I'm going to cure what ails you. All right. Okay. Close your eyes. I I don't feel comfortable closed. Keep them closed. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Not like you're sniffing some perfume. Just breathe normally. Just let your body breathe. Now imagine your head is like a bowling ball.
2: I don't That doesn't
1: sound shh, 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 shh. That bowling ball head of yours Could it, uh, sh- It's being held up by a balloon, and the rest of your body hangs like a cooked noodle below it. Feel the stress melting away? Mm-hmm. Ow! What the hell? How did that feel? Good? It, no! Now we're going to do a move called the cat. Faccia de gats, as we say in Italian. I've heard of that. Arch your back up. Mm-hmm. Drop your jaw like you're eating an apple. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. Now stick out your tongue and roar. Let me hear you do it. No, you do. I it. I want to hear you do it. Master well, commands let's... you to roar. Why are you going to fight me? I'm every not inch of fighting.
2: The way here? I do, I do, Okay, roar. I. I mean, I. I don't know how to roar. Okay, fine.
1: We'll do the cobra. Okay. Your tummy goes here. That's it. Push up, not from your shoulders, from your arms. Okay. Very good. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. Stick your tongue out, like a snake, like this. That's not a uh, yoga move. It's a yoga move. No, Snakes that isn't. It. It's how they can. No, they, no, they, they don't. smell. Snakes smell through their tongues. All right. Now we're going to do downward dog. It's one of the resting poses that we get into. Between our poses. Okay, that sounds nice. Okay, let me put the cuff on you. Wait, what are you? What? What is that? What are you doing? It's a yoga cuff. No, that is a dog leash, Gregor. This is a certifiable yoga collar. Really? I got from Lululemon. And it cost me eighty-five dollars. Gregor, I'm not putting a dog leash around my neck. Why do you think it's called downward facing dog? Because. Wait, hold still. And. No, no, wait, Gregor. Now we're gonna just help you with a little bit of an assisted stretch, okay? Ow! Good job. Good, ow! good, Gregor, good, you're good, on the good, leash. yoga collar. Okay, no. good boy, good boy. Don't. When you pull against it, it just gets tighter and jabs into your neck. We're going for a walk. What are you doing? This is a yoga move called Walking the Dog. Here we go. Wait, Gregor, good Gregor. boy. close that door. Good boy. Gregor,
2: I work with these people. Ow.
1: This is like free advertising, Johnny. Everyone's going to want to join this yoga ow. class. Ow. People are going to see you walking down this hall, and they're going to be commenting. Like, look at what great posture that dog has. Gregor,
3: we're not closed what the door. What did you call me? What did you call me? Ow, ow, master. master. master.
2: On Wiretap today, you heard Howard Chakowitz, Wendy Doerr, and Gregor Ehrlich. Wiretap is produced by Mirabert Wintonic, Crystal Duhane, and me, Jonathan Goldstein. And after much deliberation, we are very excited to announce the grand prize winner of our animation contest 14 year old Johanna Haysicker from Calgary, whose animation of our Hyperquench clip had us in stitches. We spoke with Johanna earlier this week to congratulate her. Hello? Johanna? Hi. Hey, this is Jonathan Goldstein speaking.
3: Wow, okay. <laughs>
2: um, we, we were just calling to let you know that we've chosen a winner for our animation contest. Yeah. Do, do you want to know who that is? Yes. It's you.
3: What? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's so cool.